The enemy, Satan, wants you sick, but Jesus wants you healed. Satan wants you bound, but Jesus wants to heal you today. Today he's saying, I will heal you. Today he's saying, I will do this for you. Today, yes, today. Everybody loves to hear good news and a true story. Life's Been Different is a podcast that shares people's testimonies, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and how he changes lives. We believe that this podcast will influence you to live life differently by becoming a follower of Jesus. As you listen to messages straight from heaven and hear radical stories from everyday people whose lives have been made different by Jesus. So get ready to open your heart and encounter him and go and tell the world why your life's been different. Welcome to the Life's Been Different podcast. My name is Merlo, and I'm so glad that you are with us today. Life's Been Different is a ministry that shares people's testimonies, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and how he changes lives. If you would please follow us on Instagram at Life's Been Different and subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you stream podcasts, simply search Life's Been Different. We pray that what you hear today will influence you to live your life differently by becoming a follower of Jesus, that you experience his great love and true freedom because whom the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, sets free is free indeed. Here in season two, our main focus is your story. If you would like to send in your testimony to be featured on the Life's Been Different podcast, simply email us at different at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram and we will send you instructions on how to send in your radical story of how Jesus made your life different and how it's been different ever since that encounter. Today, we have the privilege of hearing a portion from my pastor, Pastor Anna Ervolino's message titled, God's Heart for You. She preached this message back in 2018 at our church, the Rock South County. I frequently go back and listen to her messages. Why? Well, one is because she's my pastor. And two, I believe that it's important to go back and re-listen to messages that spoke to you. Re-listen to your pastor's messages. If you don't have a pastor or if you don't have a home church, find someone you trust and start listening to them. Or visit my church's website, gototherock.com, and get plugged in to a source where you can be strengthened. But at the end of the day, God's heart for you is found in the pages of scripture. Does God still speak? Of course he does. He speaks through his word by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is speaking. If you don't have a Bible, go pick one up. It contains the only truth. And when I gift Bibles out to people, I always write the same thing. I write on the cover page, read this like your life depends on it because it most certainly does. Okay, so before I go on, I want to encourage you to lean into Pastor Anna's message 
I'm going to let this message preach the majority of the podcast today because it just contains God's heart for you. And the word really strengthened me just this week as I was preparing and praying about what to speak on in this episode, this message came up and it strengthened me and it reminded me of many things that I personally, I Merlo needed to hear. So lean in and get strengthened by Pastor Anna Ervolino's message titled, God's Heart for You. And you will hear God's heart for you. Now, lean in and I will be back at the end with some thoughts. In Luke 13, verse 16, there's the woman who was bent over like this for 18 years. This dear woman, it calls her a daughter of Abraham. That means she's in covenant. She's in covenant, has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. And the guys were saying, you can't heal her on the Sabbath. That's not right. You can't heal on the Sabbath for them. That was Saturday. But that's like pastors saying, I can't do that on a Sunday. We can't do that on a Sunday. But yet they would untie their own donkeys to lead them out of the heat, to get them to water. But they leave this woman there bound 18 years, sick, bent over, hunched over. Let me read it to you. You hypocrites, he says, the Lord answered them. Do not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? And he said all these things, and his adversaries were put to shame. And all the people rejoiced at the glorious things that were done by him. Satan wants you to feel like, not today. He can't heal you today. Jesus is saying, this is my heart for you. Today, I will heal you. Today, I will do this for you. God's heart for you is found in the pages of Scripture. God's heart for you is found in the pages of Scripture. As I pour through Scripture and read about his heart for me, it's the beautiful, most beautiful love story ever told. You've got to know it. Does God want to heal you? Yes, he does. Today? Yes, today, not 18 years. When you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And God wants to heal you, deliver you, pull you out of those things you're facing. Today, he wants to do that. He's not looking at, oh, she's got it. I'm just trying to teach her a lesson. No, no, no. That's not the heart of the father. You've got to know God's heart for you. If you're going to stand on his promises and see things change, God wants to reverse the curse heal bodies, heal emotions. 18 years for this woman, and in an instant, God came and rescued her and delivered her. God wants to deliver you. This is, I'm sharing his heart for you right now. That's what I'm sharing. God wants to deliver you from debt, financial pressure, and prosper you. You need to know that. You need to know that that's God's heart for you. You think, well, maybe he's just trying to keep me humble. Or maybe there's just some people that just need to remain humble and poor. Show me that in the word of God. Look up poor in your concordance and see if there's anywhere in the word of God that he says that. He will not say that anywhere. What you'll see all through the scriptures is the abundant provision of your heavenly father to care for you. You must know the word of God so that you can know how to stand and understand his heart for you. Nowhere in the scripture does it talk about him keeping people humble and poor. Now hear me. 
the Bible does give strict warning and caution about the love of money, pursuing money, chasing money, the spirit of mammon. We talked about those things in a, a series here. It can and has led people to be destroyed and to disobey God if you come under those things. But more consistently and strong in the word of God is his message of provision. That is his loud voice over you, an abundant provider. It says in Deuteronomy 28, 12, the Lord will open the windows of heaven, his rich storehouse for you. He will send rain on your land at the right time and bless everything that you do. You will be able to lo make loans to many nations, but won't need to borrow from any. We limit God. I'm here to tell you you're limiting him. I don't know what and why we do that, but we totally limit God in his power and potential to provide for us. We go off to work and we don't really expect much of God. I was driving in my car one day down State College and the spirit put in me great expectation. You need to rise up with great expectation. We've lowered our expectation. We're heirs, we're co-heirs, we're sons, we're daughters. We act like that on Sundays. We act like sons and daughters on Sundays and orphans all week long when it comes to the manor and the affairs of our life. We'll get into a situation and we'll question everything. Do you know who you are? Do you know who your father is? Do you know what he's purchased for you to provide and care for you? He has no lack in him. There is no shortage in him. When you get that in your heart, it says, and I'm going to go into it, when you know the truth, the truth will make you free. It's not the truth that makes you free. It's the truth you know. It's the truth you know. When I was so gripped with a fear of lack, that is the biggest thing that God delivered me from. I had been in church my whole life. I was like born in church pretty much. Like, you know, raised up around the ministry, on the mission field, around church my whole life. And I had been gripped. The enemy had got me in a snare, afraid and worried about my finances and our finances. And I just lived like that. I just lived like holding on for dear life. There's just enough, you know, that kind of mindset. And when I began to come to the rock in Anaheim there, and I began to hear them, they entered into a series called Eliminating Poverty and Financial Lack. And I just sat there and it was like, I didn't, the truth was already in the word, but I didn't know the truth for me. The promises, if the promises of God just being in there were enough, we'd all be free. If just them being written, it's when you say, it is written over your life. It's when you claim it, the truth over your life. That's when things begin to manifest. It's the truth you know that will deliver you. So I begin to just feast on the word of God. Feast on the word of God concerning the scriptures of him wanting to deliver me and set me free. And that he didn't want me bound and worried. He has no agenda for you to be stressed, anxious, pressured. That's not his plan. His burden is easy. His yoke is light. When you know who you are in him, you wake every, up every day with a victorious mindset. There's more than enough in Christ. You get so assured of that in your heart. So I began to just to let the word of God fill me. I would just feast on the word of God, the promises of God. And when anything would come my way, I would begin, it is written. God, we're tithers, it says, you will fill our barns, that our vats would overflow. There is no lack in you. God, you said this is the promise for a tither, that you will open over us the windows of heaven, God. I thank you. 
for the windows of heaven open over us. But you know what happened is that when I started to know the truth and the truth started to make me free, it didn't, the truth won't change your circumstances. The truth will change you and you will change your circumstances. So when I began to know the truth of God's word in this area, my decisions started to be different. I started to behave in a different way. So it was like I knew the truth and I began to change my decisions and my circumstances manifested because I knew the truth. The truth changed me and I changed the circumstances based on the decisions I started to make out of the truth, not a lie. Not that I was going to be this way forever. Not that God was withholding from me. No, he's a generous God, a good God, a lavish provider. He has decadent purpose for you. When you know that down deep inside of you, nothing stops you from standing on the promise of God. Every year is a banner year. Every day is potential for great victory. You're not a warrior. You're a warrior in Christ. When you know him, you are so free and so liberated to walk out everything that he has for you. We limit him. You're a son, a daughter, an heir. The Bible doesn't record borrowing money as a sin. It's just when you grasp God's abundance, you won't need to borrow. That's what it's saying. It's not a sin to borrow, but it's when you grasp God's abundance, the truth of his provision, you won't need to borrow. It says you'll be lending to many nations. You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. That's who you are in Christ. And we started to walk that way. It took a while, but decisions started to be made in my life. And we saw God do lavish things, debt-free, being able to give as we wanted to give, being able to lend to others as needed or give, not even expecting return. Did God's truth, it was written, but as soon as I started to say, it is written over me, that's when things began to change in my life. Hallelujah. God wants to show you your purpose and help you fulfill it. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which were prepared in advance for us to do. We've been, I've been in this leadership cohort with some women around the world um, in our denomination. And this past session, um, our leader talked all about a symphony. Our assignment was, if you can't get to a symphony, watch a symphony on YouTube or something. And she just equated all the, the portions of a symphony, the conductor, the, the rhythm section, all comparing it to life and your life, a written score. Every note is written before even one is played. And that's what I would say to you this morning over your life. Imagine a conductor representing Christ and there being a written score. The score is written in advance before even a note is played. It reminds me of Psalm 139, verse 16. It says, and I'll read it to you. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them. The days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. How precious are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. God is not like me, I said on summer break, just winging it as it comes. Every day of your life has a destiny and a purpose that were written far before you for you to fulfill and walk in. He has your days written. You are an original score. I love that. I love that telling my kids that, even when they're being like wonky and you're like, literally, you're going to. Just that they're irreplaceable in God's story, that there's just no one that can fill their shoes. 
that the score written for their life is to be played by them and lived out by them. Your life has decadent purpose. He has a plan for you. That is God's heart, and he will fulfill it. He's not winging it with you. He's not like, oh, what are we going to do today? I don't know. It says all your days written for you. And he fashioned you and formed you and gave you graces and gifts. And I was telling some of our leaders this week, imagine the final moment of a symphony where just the beautiful, beautiful music is played. And it's so exquisite. Our leader was talking about she saw a symphony like on some beautiful place in Cleveland. And it was a rainy day, and their music was amazing, and the rhythm section, it was astounding. And then after everything is completed, the conductor stands up, and he gets like a, people just go wild, you know? They're just loving the sound that came. It was so beautiful. And then what does he do? He'll have a soloist stand up, and he'll go like this. And the crowd will just go wild for that person, and they'll scream, encore, encore. That's the way the Lord views you. You're a soloist in his symphony. You have a part to play. And when he looks and and presents you to people and you using your gifts and you using who he created you to be, whether that be a generous person, working with kids, um, being in business, when you play that music that was written for you, people are screaming and the pleasure the conductor gets over your life. When you use what he gave you. I was thinking about that today. I've been running from the call of God on my life almost my whole life. Can I be honest? Most of my life. Kind of saying, Lord, I'll do this. But I'm not fully surrendered. I stand before you right now. First time in my life. I'm going to be 42 tomorrow. First time in my life. I can honestly say, not my will, but yours be done. Lord, I want you to I want to make the music you created me to make. I'm just tired of being afraid to be fully who I am. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to make the years count. I'm going to live recklessly abandoned to your will and to your way. And so I want to be there. And I know you do too when we stand before the Lord and he presents your life and he goes, there he is. Look what he did with what I gave him. That people would just shout and scream and the conductor gets the ultimate praise. No one, you look at the soloist, but it's the conductor out front that people just acknowledge. And that we have this great conductor who's written this beautiful score for your life. Play your notes. He has a plan. He'll help you fulfill it. That's God's heart for you. Praise God. Isn't that good? Thank you, Pastor Anna, for allowing me to use portions of your messages on our podcast. Today, I want to simply share God's heart for you. And this is it. Just like Pastor Anna said, he wants you free. The enemy, Satan, wants you sick, but Jesus wants you healed. Satan wants you bound. Jesus wants to heal you today. Today he's saying, I will heal you. Today, I will do this for you. Today, yes, today. Do you believe that? I was talking with one of my friends the other day and I was telling him that there's a difference about believing that what's written in the Bible is true and believing about what's written in the Bible, that the promises of God are true for you. The first step in understanding the Bible is to believe it. I don't understand everything that's written, 
but I believe everything that's written. And that's what makes the difference. I believe when I hear the Bible preached to me or when I read the Bible out loud that it's God speaking to me and it changes my life. Do you feel like Jesus can't heal you? Do you feel like you're too far gone? Are you just having a lot of feelings? I know we just ended a radical year and it seems like the beginning of this year is not off to a great start. Do you feel depressed? It's a very real thing. I was talking with one of my best friends the other day and she was reminding me that the things that are going on in people's lives are a very real thing. And it left me thinking, and it's very true. God's heart for you is what you're going through. The thing that bothers you at night when no one's around, the secret that you can't share with anyone because you feel ashamed. When you're alone in your room at night, the thing that makes you cry, the thing that you feel like you can't tell anyone, even your best friends. Are you depressed? Do you feel anxiety? Do you feel like you've sinned too much? I had a friend reach out to me just the other day and ask me how to get right with God. So I sent him out of the Bible various scriptures that explain the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news. And I told him, confess sin, all that you've done. Cry out to Jesus and ask him to save you and forgive you. Ask him to meet you and believe in your heart that he's real And that he's God. And you will get saved. Today. And in that moment. You'll be right with God. And get your ticket into heaven. It's a simple thing. It doesn't matter what you've done. If you call to him. He will save you. That's why he came and died and rose again. If you believe. Then by his grace. Through your faith. You are free. And that's the truth. I want to tell you from my heart that God's heart for you is that he wants you free. Just like Pastor Anna preached out of John. Jesus said to those Jews who believed, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The truth that you know and come to believe will make you free. In other words, he's saying, Jesus said to the people that were around him, the people that could hear him, if you believe, then you will know the truth. And that truth that you believe will make you free. Listen, it doesn't matter what you've done. And I know that you feel like you're alone going through what you're going through. Your current circumstance can be changed. God wants to heal you. Listen to 1 Timothy 1.15. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves all acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. But let me focus on the beginning of that last part. Christ Jesus came into the world to save We're all sinners. The Bible tells us in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 
So it's not that he came into the world to save sinners. What that's saying is that he came into the world to save everyone. He came into the world to save you. Christ Jesus came into the world to save. He came to save you. That was God's heart for you. I know John 3, 16 and 17 is like the most popular scripture ever, but have you really listened to what it says? It says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Listen, if you feel ashamed, anxious, if you feel depressed, if you feel worried, if you're bound with lust or anger, do not be condemned. That's not the gospel. It says it right here. God did not send his son into the world to condemn. God did not send Jesus to condemn you. That's not true. The Bible says, For there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you believe in Jesus, then you should never feel condemned. That's Satan. Satan wants you sick. Satan wants you bound. He wants you condemned. But God did not send his son into the world to condemn us. He sent him that through him we might be saved. And that's God's heart for you that you might believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can be saved. When? Today. Today? Yes, today. So I bid you today, from my heart, my heart is, it feels very, feels very, I don't know if sad's the right word, but I just have a lot of feelings for people today in my heart. And I just want you to know that whatever you're going through, you're going to be okay. Jesus truly is the way, the truth, and the life. He loves you. 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 Listen to Galatians 1, 3 through 5. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from this present evil age, according to the will of God our Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Jesus came into the world to save and to rescue us from what we're going through and what we've done. He came to rescue us from this present evil age. Whatever you're going through, if you would believe, if you confess with your mouth, and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, that he's God, and that he was raised from the dead, then you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I want you today, if you haven't ever, or if you're listening to me and you feel like you need to again, pray the prayer with me at the end of this podcast episode. Believe it in your heart. And you will be saved, you will be washed from your sins, and you will be a brand new person in Christ Jesus. For the Bible tells us, when we choose to believe in Jesus, then our old life is passed away, and our new life begins. 
When? Today. Today? Yes. Today. And I remember the day that I got saved and truly repented. The day I met Jesus because my life's been different ever since. And like for me that day, today is your day. The day of salvation. You're one decision away. Or maybe you're finally ready to make your all-in commitment. Do it. When? Today. And when you do, if you indeed continue in the faith grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you just heard, the gospel of Jesus Christ of which I, Merlo, became a servant, then go into all the world and share why your life's been different. And so I tell you today, in the love of Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Decide and begin to live life differently by becoming a follower of Jesus. I love you. Thank you for listening to the Life's Been Different podcast. For more information on Life's Been Different, our clothing and resources, music by Merlot, or OSL, the online discipleship course by Solid Lives, visit lifespindifferent.com. Hey, if you haven't received Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior, we would like to give you the opportunity right here, right now. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. I confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that he was raised from the dead and is alive today. Forgive me of my sins. Make me completely clean. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and help me become the person you created me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, congratulations. Welcome to the kingdom. Jesus is real. Turn from your sin, turn to him, and go and tell the world why your life's been different.